Greetings, beautiful people. Happy Monday, August 24th. Welcome to 3 2 No Kidding. I am Bobby Awesome, here to read and chat and, you know, say good morning. <laughs> anyway, our, our reading today comes comes from the Body, Mind, and Spirit book. And our quote that kicks us off is from John Powell. The only real mistake is the one from which we learn nothing. How true is that? A sense of humor is one part of us that is rescued by recovery from the dulled life of addiction. Laughter heals us and separates us from suffocating false pride. As we mend emotions, we gladly let go of our need to be right all of the time. <laughs> we move away from that old fearful defensiveness and come to accept our mistakes. It's endearing when we relate to another as a result of our human imperfections. This is the spiritual path we have chosen over self-centered preoccupation. When we laugh, we are truly living in the moment and freeing ourselves, if only for the moment, from our worries. Only humans have the ability to recognize and appreciate humor. Of all animals, only humans laugh. Laughter relieves the pressure of closed mind, and in that moment when we are most teachable, we learn that our mistakes are not disasters, but simply byproducts of our growth. Today, let me share laughter over my mistakes with another person. Does anybody do that? <laughs> I know I do it, and I can laugh at myself pretty easily because I'm definitely not perfect. And even though there's still the... You know, the pain in the ass voices in my head that sometimes want to generate self-doubt or fear or, or whatever about things moving forward. I'm okay that if I screw up, I can laugh about it and just be like, okay, next. Sometimes my, my ego can get a little bruised, maybe initially. But as more time goes on, the, the funnier some things get. We, we had a humor reading a couple weeks ago and I was talking more just about laughing in general. And I think that this one is part of more how laughter ties to keeping us humble and diligent at the same time, right? Because if it's important enough that we recognize it and we can, you know, take it with a grain of salt and laugh, it definitely probably has a life lesson in there, hiding in there somewhere, you know, something that we can change or adapt. I used, I used the example of in the rooms when we would talk about the asinine stuff that we would do when we're gambling. And it, it, it could be everything from, you know, not drinking so you don't have to pee to wearing a diaper to, you know, the walk of shame to the ATM to the the asinine moves we made at the poker table, you know, there's just our, our ridiculousness. We have to laugh at it. Like laughing is a way to keep our bucket full of the positive instead of the negative. Because if we don't laugh at it and we beat ourselves up, then we get stuck with all that, that shit in our bucket we don't want. The shame, the guilt, you know, staying stuck. And it's it's very easy to stay stuck. It really is easy to stay stuck. It's easier to stay stuck than to be mindful and to sometimes let this stuff go. However, staying stuck is 
not as valuable as moving forward. And laughter is just another one of those tools in our toolbox, whether it's in the ha-ha funny way like a comedian or ha-ha I've made some mistakes. Not that I take them lightly, but I need to be able to laugh at myself. I'm I'm very um, maybe too honest to a point sometimes about my mistakes or imperfections. And I'll call them out. Like, let me share laughter over my mistakes with another person. I have no problem doing that. I uh, That's probably 25% of my walking and talking with Karen as I, you know, tell her my victories and my failures and the failures I kind of laugh at. And luckily I have um, faith and some vision and just okayness with, with my recovery and the way life's going to turn out that I can just laugh and keep progressing. It's true. It says here that our sense of humor was dulled by a life of addiction. And it's true when we have those ideas swarming around in our heads and all that uh, just negativity and the thinking Oh my God, people are obnoxious here. I'm sorry. Um, I looked out the window the other day and there was like five of those race rocket kind of motorcycles. And this is not the first time I've seen it, but these kids are like riding around town. I don't know if they're kids or men or whatever. I'm being stereotypical a little, but they're doing effing wheelies like on a main road. Why on any universe would you want to pop wheelies on hard cement in traffic? Um, You know, I seen it on the highway. It's just so dangerous um, and obnoxious. Um, Nobody wants to see like a motorcycle guy pancake. Like, I don't want to see that out my window. So they shouldn't do that. Okay, rant over. Maybe you didn't even hear the motorcycle go by in the background. (laughs) And if you didn't, I'm sorry. Um, It was funny. I went to a, I was at a conference and one of the keynote speakers was a big wig from Harley Davidson. And one of the things that he was he was talking about um, with their rebranding and how they had lost market share when the Japanese bikes came in. I think it was Suzuki or Hyundai, whatever. But they had lost market share and they needed to, um, you know, rebrand and everything. That was the context of his, his speech. But when he talked about uh, motorcycles and Harleys, he, he, it was really interesting how he said, have you ever been next to someone at a red light and they're revving their engine, you know, like, and I have never driven a motorcycle. It's on my bucket list and I will hopefully do that one of these days. I've always wanted my license for a two wheeler since I had it for an 18 wheeler. And then who knows, maybe I'll move to aircraft. We'll see. Anyway. Um, He's like, that's, he's like, that revving is basically the people on the bike saying, look at me, look at me. So he, he did a much better job of painting the picture and doing the vroom, vroom, look at me, look at me. And now every time I see a bike in that context, I think of look at me, look at me. So it's about getting attention. And that was one of my, um, digressions that did not have a point that circles back to recovery that was just about the obnoxious biker outside so sorry about that 
So the reading, I, I love going back and calling it out the second second time because it, it just resonates with me sometimes a little better. Laughter heals us and separates us from suffocating false pride. So that's what I meant about keeping us a little bit more humble. You know, instead of acting like we're perfect and being serious, maybe even, you know, gambling is synonymous with lying. Um, when we do make the mistakes or we're not taking ownership of our stuff it's essentially lying right so laughing can help us it's like the cure for that as we mend emotions we gladly let go of our need to be right all of the time I think I chuckled on that when I was reading because that's when I talk about the difference between abstinence and recovery this is a big piece of it guys you can be not betting but if you're coming across like you still are right about everything or that your way is the best way and you're not being receptive to things, my view is you're not in active recovery. You can call it recovery, but it's really more abstinence from where I'm sitting. Recovery is actually recovering from the addiction, putting the work in. You know, it's like, let's say two people had the same issue in their body and they both had surgery and the one after surgery went to PT you know physical therapy to get it back to normal and the other guy didn't the other guy would be the abstinent one and the one going to physical therapy is going to be the one in recovery and as he works through his recovery he's going to get stronger and he's going to have more mobility and he's has a better chance of it going back to the way it was before surgery, that whole body and that strong body where the guy who didn't go to PT, he never strengthens what was healed. So then he can't go back to the old way because he's going to be weaker than before, weaker than before, right? He might be, the pain might be gone or whatever, but he's not, he's not any stronger than he was before this ailment. And if he's weaker, what are the chances of him getting hurt again or not being able to use that muscle versus the guy who went to physical therapy? Right there, and I just just totally made that up, and I don't know if it's because one of my friends, I've now met a doctor that's um, a PT guy. I don't know if that's where that popped from. But that is that explains the difference between abstinence and recovery right there. And I will make sure that... I continue to preach that because I think I just did a really good job. See, and you guys could do that too. So this is, here, here's the Bobby method, right? It's not just acknowledge the bad stuff and laugh. Acknowledge the good stuff and laugh. Like, I think that was pretty good. I, I bet you that resonated. And I can laugh about saying betcha because I shouldn't be saying that. It's gambling recovery podcast, people. Okay, anyway, moving on. So we don't have to be right all the time. We move away from that old fearful defensiveness and come to accept our mistakes, which we do. And again, another rant, another Bobby preach, okay? So we come to accept our mistakes. It doesn't say we come to hang on to our mistakes and dwell on our mistakes and feel bad about our mistakes, okay? We're just acknowledging that we're not, we're not, blah, blah, blah. We're not perfect. We're humans. And it, it 
is endearing when we relate to another as a result of our human imperfections. This is something that in the entrepreneurial space uh, I'm seeing and, and growing and learning alongside some, some people. And I was talking to a girl last night who I'm very flippin' aligned with. I just love this girl. She has, has some great energy and um, knowledge. I don't, I don't even know how old she is. But she's badass. She's a fisherman like my best friend Tara. She's just, she's just really cool. And she had said something to the effect last night that was, it was pretty profound. Like basically, yeah, I'm sitting back waiting to see what happens is what she said. I want to learn from this. So we'll, and it's funny because I was feeling the same way about what's going to happen the next nine months um, with some of the software that we're using in this program and a whole lot of things, but that's kind of been my approach. And it's like, yeah, so maybe we make mistakes by, we might've made a mistake by staying in the class that we're in, or maybe the people who, who left made the mistake. We don't know. So we're kind of like watching all that. Cause I have friends on both sides of the fence. Now, that being said, I still believe that everybody's on their own path and if they left or stayed or whatever, they're exactly where they're supposed to be. So I'm not begrudging that. It's just going to be interesting to see from like a value perspective how it all works out. Again, I totally digressed. <laughs> um, when we laugh, we are truly living in the moment, freeing ourselves. And even if just for that moment, we're not worrying. It's beautiful, right? That's the same concept as not being able to feel fear and gratitude at the same time, right? You, you got to be grateful to, again, protect your positivity, right? Gratitude protects our positivity. It's just that simple. And even the fear stuff, what are we afraid of? And think about all the things that we've been afraid of. How much of what we're afraid of comes true? You know, there's nights, I'm going to tell you a little kind of, crazy Bobbyism, but there are nights that depending on what I'm dreaming about or whatever, how my brain works, because I live by myself, that I can freak myself out. And one of the things that I'm always afraid of is a snake coming up through the toilet. I know that sounds completely like I've seen it on, on video before, so I know it can happen. And when I get that idea in my head, I, like, get scared to pee in the dark at night. Like, normally I, I have, like, one nightlight on and I'll go in and I'll pee and I don't look or, you know, that kind of thing. But then there's these times that I freak myself out. I've done it, too, with um, if I keep my door unlocked when I go for my walk and I have this fear like there's the the bad guys in my apartment. Now I live in a secure building. I mean, it's not a hundred percent secure, but it's safe. It's definitely safe. There's not a lot of strangers walking the hallways. But if I'm in the wrong mindset, I can freak myself out that way, and I have these fears. And fears, these fears don't generally come true. And now, now that I'm such an advocate for law of attraction and believing that everything happens the way it was, I'm also afraid that if I imagine a bad guy or a snake too much that they're going to come to fruition. So I try to, now I try to just get rid of those thoughts. Not only do they not serve me, not only are the chances of them not coming true, I don't want to tell the universe I want them in my life. I, I just don't. So that is... All my wackiness for this morning, guys, just remember, laugh. Laugh over the good. Laugh over the mistakes. There's no shame in it. It's, um, 
it's a way of life, you know, or it should be a way of life. It's, it's part of, think of laughter. Like when they say laughter is the best medicine, I think I just had an aha moment. Um, I've heard that forever, but I've never really thought about it quite in such a broad healing sense. But if it, if you really do think of laughing as medicine to help, um, it's funny because I wanted to say cure the addiction. And I don't know that, like I told you, I'm still on the fence about whether or not it's curable. I, I don't want to sit here and tell you I think I'm cured. I know that it's always there and I know I always have to be diligent. But this, this feeling of knowing that I don't need the bet is, is just mind-blowing and feels like the closest thing to a, a cure as possible. But anyway, so think of laughter as part of the medicine towards the cure or towards the, the comfort of not gambling, I guess, you know, towards, towards recovery. So that's Mushbeal. I hope that you guys all have a fabulous kickoff to the week. I know that some places in the world you're already on Monday night. Um, but I hope that your Monday was beautiful and I will be back with you guys tomorrow morning again. And yeah, it's evident. It's never going to be 10 minute episodes again if I don't do night night shows. And I will tell you, I did miss you guys last night. I was like, <laughs> but I'm going to stay true to my word just, just once a day. And, um, we're going to hang tight and, and do some really good interview episodes. Coming up. All right, beautiful people. Have a great day. I'll talk to you soon. Am I-